traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Success Leads Clues Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, Dr. K. This is where I interview phenomenal people in corporate America and entrepreneurship. I have somebody with me today who is absolutely phenomenal, Tanisha West Sinclair, owner of IC Beauties. Introduce yourself for me. Tell us a little bit about IC Beauties. Oh, I see beauties is an umbrella of a bunch of different things. My name is Tanisha, by the way, um, if you guys didn't catch it when Dr. K introduced me, but I am Tanisha West Sinclair, or you can call me Icy Beauties. I chose the name Icy Beauties because me as a person, I just see beauty in everything. So I see beauty in all aspects of life and every person that I encounter from a piece of grass on the ground or a rock. I just see beauty in everything. So that's how I came up with Icy Beauties. That is also the name of my company. So yeah. How, how did you get to a place where you see beauty in everything? And it's really an optimistic point of view to have. Well, okay. So I'll just start here. Um, okay. As you can all see, I have a gap in my teeth. It is hereditary, is a part of my family. And I used to get teased sometimes about having a gap. And so I used to think that I was beautiful. I still do. And I was like, well, if I can see, you know, little faults in my own self and what imperfections, not faults, but imperfections that others may deem imperfections, um, I don't. So what is attractive to some people may not be attractive to others, but for me, it's like I've always just admired people and things. And uh, I should have just been a whole artist. I should have <laughs> just been an artist. You see, all the, I just yeah. love art. I love everything. So people's imperfections, I find that to be beautiful. And I aspire to help people see their true beauty. So I see beauty. I don't know if I answered your question or not. <laughs> yeah, no, that answers it. I, I just wanted to see where you got that, um, you know, type of perspective from. And I, I guess you said it kind of just basically stems back from maybe childhood and people, you know, seeing an imperfection in you that you never even knew was an imperfection. Yes, that's exactly correct. So. So how, did you always look at it in that way or did you have to get to a point where you overcame some insecurities and things like that to see it as a beauty? Well, I've always, it's not just about the outer beauty, but I've always been around people um, in certain situations where they're bullied and, you know, not treated appropriately. So that to me 
Helping somebody come out of something is beautiful. Helping somebody to see their light is beautiful. So I'm, I've always been a person to encourage others and be empathetic and compassionate. So again, that's how I see the world. I just see everything as beautiful. Even though the weather today is really nasty outside, it is just yeah. beautiful. It's beautiful that we're here on this earth. So I'm just grateful for that. I see beauty in you, Dr. K. I love your hat. I love the beard. I I love the look. I love it. I see beauty. You you do a lot, um, like you said, to bring stuff out of people. You have a segment that you do on your Instagram where you really just, you know, look for the best in people. You help um, teach and motivate people. It's really inspiring. I love the segment. What, What kind of got you to that place to helping people online, too? Do you mean the ABCs? Yeah, the ABC the challenge. Okay, yeah. so the ABC challenge. I cannot take credit for this challenge, um, Mr. Brian Bean. I don't know if you ever heard of him. No, no, I know. Okay, Brian. so Brian Bean challenged me to do the ABC, so people uh, in my audience can get to know me like a little better. Because online, if you scroll down, you scroll down, scroll down, it's really just pictures and videos of me working in in my business because I'm in the beauty industry of course and I'm in the wellness industry on top of that so um my challenge was to talk about myself and help other people on the way so every day I get online and I come up with a word and everybody can drop their words in the chat and we can have conversations about beauty, bravery, um, conquering things. So using the alphabet as just a guide to segue into different words and different challenges. So yeah, that's how we can. It's an awesome concept because it it really keeps you on track. And then it also gives your audience something to look forward to because I hope all, I hope your entire audience knows the alphabet, right? So they know they know what's coming. <laughs> well, sometimes we all have to we have to A B C D E F G. We have to use our fingers like we're children again. But everybody yeah. knows the alphabet. Every day we leave on a positive note, so we we say positive affirmations every day. Um, you were in the chat one day. You dropped some pretty good gems in there, so I appreciate you engaging with my audience. So, um, yeah, it, it keeps me accountable because. Just like imperfections that I may see in other people or I don't, I see it in myself. And if I don't have to, if I don't have to be somewhere, you know, if it's up to me and I could just make the decision to show up or not, sometimes if I'm not in the mood, hey, you might not catch me that day. But with this challenge, it, it has really helped me to stay accountable and stay ready and on point for my audience. So I show up every day and I have to use the ABCs to stay on track. So it's it's beneficial for my audience and for me. So yeah. It is. It's, it's good that um you can feed off of your audience as well. You know, and it's mm-hmm. helping you grow. A lot of times people look at the, the the teacher or the expert as having it all together when in actuality you're growing and learning from it as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't have it all together all the time, but I show up. I show up. And that's a part of just being an entrepreneur as well. You still have to show up no matter what. Yeah. No matter what. So um, you you show up even when there's obstacles. Even today, you faced a few obstacles. I know you got a busy schedule um, today, but you still push through. What will get you in the mindset to, you know, deal with those obstacles and, and still continue to persevere? Well, I am here right now, Dr. K, because I scheduled this 
interview or this chat with you. The power went out in my recording studio, so I have a bunch of lights back here set up (laughs) (laughs) and showing up for you, showing up for my audience, showing up for my clients. Like, I know a lot of people uh, lean on me for a lot of things and I don't have the energy all the time and I don't have the time all the time, but I make sure that if I plan for it, that I make it happen to the best of my ability. So um, when it comes to overcoming obstacles, of course, I've been an athlete for my whole life. I've been in the military for 13 years. I am now out of the military. So no matter no matter the obstacles, you always have to get the mission accomplished. So that's how I move throughout my day and my life. And I incorporate the values that I've learned in the military, um, in my daily life and in my business. So, Well, thank you for your service. No problem. And, no and what was the branch? Army? Army, of course. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Army, of course. <laughs> um, the, the Army is, a, is an awesome career. And I know it, it's really built to develop people. Even though it's growing you into um, the primary objective is into a soldier, right? Yes. But it so often develops people in their leadership abilities, breaks people out of their shell, gets you around different cultures. What type of things from the military do you feel you learned that helped you with entrepreneurship? I've learned throughout the military to give people grace, be patient with people. I know that's not something that they teach us, but when I became a leader in the military, um, I really learned to just be more patient. I learned to be more patient. And I and I, always, I keep saying patient because I literally learned to be more patient. Before I joined the military, I was a hothead. <laughs> I used to fight. I used to, you know, just, I was just quick tempered, like quick, 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 quick. Hurry up. Let's go. Let's go get it done. Get it done. But yeah. when I started to move about in the military, I've learned that people are not People are not where you are and you have to meet people where they are. So when it came to me growing and building soldiers up, I had to learn to be patient. I had soldiers come that didn't know how to make up their bed, who didn't Mm. know how to properly tie their boots, like stuff that you would just think that will come naturally to most. It didn't come because we are all in different walks of life and at different times in our life. So what I gained the most was being patient, being patient and seeing things through. That's awesome. I, I hear, um, I, I know I was in the army as well. So I know a lot of people that have been through a military journey, whether they became entrepreneurs or not is a different story, but I've never heard anybody say that they got grace and patience out of the military. I, I, it's, it's almost a contradiction, you know, nobody, um, you know, gives people that type of, of grace in the military. It's very harsh. It's very stern. And, and to the point, a lot of times because life is on the line, so well, for you to take that, um, you know, out of your experience is incredible. Well, I had a few battle buddies who um, are no longer with us. So mm-hmm. meaning in the area of like, I don't know if I can say this on here, but suicide. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've known a few soldiers who have committed suicide mm-hmm. and I feel like if they would have just had some more grace shown to them or somebody would have been more patient with them then things could have been different. It could have been a different outcome. So again, patience and giving grace to people are heavy, are heavy, heavy, heavy in my life, specifically from the military, from things I've experienced, especially with soldiers who commit suicide. So be patient with people, be patient with people, show grace to people because you need it to be shown and given to you. Awesome. 
And, and so how do you apply that that grace to your industry now, to your business? Well, I give 15 minutes. I give a 15 minute grace period to my clients when they're running late. <laughs> <laughs> That's rare, especially in the, yep. the beauty industry. Because, you know, after one minute, they start charging and all yeah. that stuff. But um, I try to understand that even though we schedule things and we make appointments, people still have life happen to them, just like all the mishaps we've had today. Yeah. Um, that's fine. But when I encounter people, I'm not so quick to write them off. Um, what else? Ask me a question again. I literally so I'm, I'm like, asking, how do you apply that principle of grace and patience to your business now? Give my own self grace and patience because mm. opening up businesses and starting them and co-owning things with people, it'll really test you. Yeah. It'll really test your relationships with people, friendships, everything. So I just try to understand the different dynamics of people and the different perspectives. And I just more than likely I go with the flow. I try to just go with the flow and see things through. Yeah. Don't be so opinionated. Share this, share the uh, the table, share the platform, share the stage. So this, I don't know, Doctor K. I'm just, no, I'm it, nice. Um, to it speaks <laughs> a lot. I think we all need to implement that into our lives and into our businesses, right? So people have oftentimes poor customer service because of a lack of patience, right? And then they don't deliver that, and then it becomes a bad experience, and now you're losing money. And you don't really know why. And it's probably because you were impatient or you didn't allow somebody to have just a little bit of grace. Um, you got to understand people have life happening to them every single day. I just had a customer the other day who actually specializes in customer service training. So I did ask for her to come out and mm -hmm. teach uh, our team here at the beauty dot 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 salon some okay. customer service training, because that's a that's one area that. I feel a lot of people in the beauty industry, in the wellness industry, in any industry period need is more customer service, customer service, customer service. People don't usually understand that even though you might feel like the customer is not always right, which they are not always right. But yeah. the customer still is a main component in your business. Without them, there is no business. So I really feel like customer service is the top priority. But. Never put customers above your own mental health and your own wellness. So if a customer is stressing you out or causing you any grief, let them go with grace. Be patient with them. Yeah. Um, but kick them out your life if you need to, because you are more important. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. Look, one 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 phrase I like to refer back to is that every client is not for you. It's not. Right. So. They are you know, if, if the synergy isn't there, if that's not the client that's going to uh, represent your business well and and you're not going to be able to provide them the service that they're looking for, it's OK to let them go. And then th there's more clients out there that are going to fit you a lot better. Exactly. And so, so uh, the podcast has a global audience, a global presence, and they may not know where you are, where are you located. The podcast? Yeah, my podcast has a global audience. Oh, your podcast. Okay. I'm and yours to does too. My podcast. So my, my podcast has a global audience. I want that audience to know where your business is located so they can patronize and you can find these customers. Got you, Dr. K. My <laughs> business is actually located in Jacksonville, Florida. 
So if you're ever in the area, please stop by, shoot me a text or a DM. I'll be here for you with a smile yeah. and grace. Hey. <laughs> awesome. Um, so you're traveling in the military before you become an entrepreneur and then your business is in Jacksonville. How did you make that transition to Jacksonville? Well, I've traveled around in the military, of course, yes. Mm -hmm. But um, I've been an entrepreneur since I was a child. Oh, yes. okay. I might not have had the title or the funds, but since I was in middle school, um, I started doing hair. So I was very, I was very good at braiding and like sewing in hair. And so from the time I would think I was in the sixth or seventh grade, um, I started a business. I would yeah. charge people $5 to do their braids. And then eventually when enough people started asking me to do their hair all the time, I was like, okay, the price just went up. It's $10 today. It's $15. And eventually I just stuck with that. Every job that I had, I would, I would compare what I'm making at my house and I would quit. I would decide I'm not making enough money. I'm going to leave. And so right. that was, that was the start of me becoming an entrepreneur, just braiding here in middle school. And I kept it going. Um, I went overseas to the military. When I was there in Afghanistan, I made a bunch of money. I made a oh, bunch yeah. of money doing hair yeah. for all these captains and commanders. And I had a system going on. I would order the hair and I would have it shipped over to Afghanistan because I knew everybody got paid on the 1st and the 15th. So I know y'all got money. So mm. y'all going to pay me because nobody knows how to do hair out here. But right. who does? Me. Me, me, me. And so when I was deployed, I was I decided that I was going to go and get licensed and become legal, right, to do hair. So yep. when I um when I came back from deployment, I went home to Cleveland because that's where I'm from. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. But when I was away overseas, my house got robbed. So I actually came home to nothing. I had no furniture, no house, no nothing. They took everything that I ever owned. And so I said that I'm going to go down to Florida and I'm going to go to beauty school and get my license. And I'm just going to start over there. And I went down, I moved to Miami first. So I spent 10 years in Miami. Um, I relocated to Atlanta. I did yeah. services down there. Then I came back to Miami and now I'm here in Jacksonville. That That's quite a journey. First of all, I did not know you had so many businesses prior to the one that you have now. And I think that that says a lot because I think entrepreneurship is a spirit. I think it's something that lives inside of you and it it drives you. It's always nagging at you, right? It doesn't matter what job you get. Um, you're just not comfortable, right? It just doesn't feel right. Um, and you can be really good or really skilled at a profession. I'm sure you were phenomenal in the Army. But something just kept telling you, like, this isn't it. Like you said, you looked at your salary at different times. Yes. And said, I make this in a day. You know, like, what am I doing? Yeah. And that's that's what drives me. That's I know money shouldn't drive you. But when you compare spending ample amount of time on a job or working yeah. under someone else and then what you can get accomplished on your own. I'm always going to choose to accomplish things on my own because I have to say so. And I'm the big kahuna of my life. Right. Yeah. So I like to be in charge. That's why in the military, I 
on the flip side, I was a bad soldier. And then once once I became a leader and I went to drill sergeant school and all that, then I got it together and I was squared away and I was A1 and I was on top of my game. But still in the back of my mind, when I get called into formation and I'm not at the front of the formation, it'll make me nuts because... Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. I don't want anybody to tell me what to do. I don't even want to be here. (laughs) I can do this. On my own time. So that was a big part of me transitioning out of the military so I could just go full force as an entrepreneur. And since I've come to Jacksonville, um, I co-own a salon with my friend and I have a yoga studio with my husband, a wellness center, because it's not just a yoga studio. We do all things wellness in here. So if you're ever down here, Dr. K, come on and catch some vibes with us. It's I recently just moved from Jacksonville. Wow. Um, I'm originally from Tampa, Florida. So just a little background, but I'm always in Jacksonville. That's the short version of the story. So I'll be down there and and I can't wait to to check it out. Well, come on through because both of the businesses are in the same plaza. So it's easy. It's easy easy for everybody. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the the emotion and what it was like coming back from overseas and finding your home ransacked and, and nothing there. Well, my home was not just ransacked. They took the thermostats off the wall. So nothing was there. What? Nothing was left there. Nothing was there. So I literally left to serve my country and I came back broken without anything. Well, only a little bit of money in my pocket, too, because I was sending money home. I was sending money because, you know, everybody knows you get paid on the first and the 15th. Mm-hmm. So yeah. If you join the military, guys, everybody knows you get paid on the 1st and the 15th. So don't say you don't got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or say you of, don't got it. A lot of people need help. And um <laughs> everybody needs help. But when I did come home, it was a it was a big transition. It was hard because I was deployed for a year. Um yeah. I was a new mom when I got deployed. My baby was just one years old. And so it was such a rough transition for me because I did come home and I hadn't seen my daughter in so long. And she wasn't very welcoming to me because she was one. She yeah. barely remembered me. So I was depressed one because my daughter didn't want anything to do with me. And I didn't have a house to live in anymore because I got robbed. Right. And I was staying at my parents' loft. Um, I was staying at my parents' loft and I used to just feel like a loser. Everybody would leave to go Mm. to work and I would still be home. Even though I was deployed, I'm just coming back from a year's deployment. um, I would still feel like I wasn't doing my part because I was not active. I would wake up, I wake up in the middle of the night sweating, reaching for my rifle because that's something Mm. that you grow to become attached to. It's on you every second, except for when you go in the latrine, right? So. I was involved in a rollover accident overseas. So my truck flipped over in the lake. So that was a a near death experience that I had. So even driving in the car, it was hard for me because I was fearful that I was going to get into an accident. So I feel like my 
my transition back home was rough because I didn't go to therapy. The debriefings that we had, it just, it wasn't enough for me. And so mm-hmm. I started over in a new state. I decided that I was going to move far and far away where no one knew me and start a new life. And that's what I did. Wow. It's an um, incredible uh, story. Uh, you took me back a little bit because, you know, I've had, you know, similar experiences, you know, being deployed. Um, so now I got to get back on track. <laughs> deep breath. Come on. So, right. so, you know, we All are. Right. Uh, Take a deep breath, Dr. K. Okay. Um, it out. It is okay. You are okay. You are safe. You are loved and you are protected. Um, yeah. So, the, man, you're to overcome all of this. I mean, you have like just the, the, the perseverance and the grit that's within you is just amazing. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, serving your country and as hard as it is that, you know, describing those things. Right. But to come back and just have everything that you've worked for just gone. And I, I completely relate to. Um, you know, kind of not knowing your own family, you know, I've come back and, you know, the kids have grown or whatever, um, you know, you've been away from the spouse or, or whatnot. So it just feels like an alien in your own home. So, um, but, you know, to feel that as a mother, I, I couldn't even relate to, you know, just, it was and tough. you just push, push through that. I, I know that based off of that alone, nothing can stop you. Like your, your businesses are going to flourish, continue to grow. It's going to be Blessed beyond that. that, I just know it. I receive that. So, so tell me a little bit about the, the two different businesses and, and why two separate businesses? Well, of course, I'm Icy Beauties. I see beauty and everything. I love to help people feel beautiful inside and outside. And a part of me opening up mm-hmm. my second business, um, the wellness center, the yoga studio, I was not feeling beautiful. Because I went through some trauma while while I was deployed again, I went through uh, some things over there and it just left me feeling empty inside. And on top of me coming home to no house, my baby not wanting to, you know, be hands on with me at the moment. But you can't get her away from me now. So we are very close (laughs) and I love my daughter. Um, So. Back to what I was saying, because I've drifted off into memory land. But um, so I wanted people to experience what I was experience, experiencing with yoga. So I know putting your face on, getting your makeup done, your eyebrows, your lashes, all that good stuff. Like you feel beautiful. But if you're not feeling right. beautiful on the inside or whole and well, you have to go search and find what will make you feel good on the inside. So my my thing was yoga. I found yoga and I just had an awakening and I said, oh my God, I (laughs) have to bring this back to all of my clients. People have to feel beautiful on the inside. I can help with that. I want to help with that. I talked to my husband about it and we talked about opening the wellness studio and we did it. It came into fruition. It is here. It is up and running. It's almost a year now. So I'm very excited and proud about that. But I really wanted to just bring yoga to um, the area that I'm that I service my clients out of. Okay. It's an urban area. Mm-hmm. It's no it's no studios over here to do yoga. And my studio is actually the first black owned yoga studio in Jacksonville. Hey, so congratulations. <laughs> 
Thank you. I wanted to create a space for people of color to come and feel accepted and welcome when they walked in. So if you can see like these powerful images of black women behind me, it's all over. It's yeah. all over. So I want I wanted that for people because I know when I go to visit certain studios, it's no representation of of us or people right. look like yeah. me. And so that alone impacted me. And I said, oh, no, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it happen for us, too. So the name of the yoga studio is called We Do Yoga Too. We so, Do Yoga Too. And that's a perfect too. name because my next question to you was you go to these other studios and the representation isn't there. And the belief might be that we don't do yoga. That is the uh, that is the belief. Oh, that we don't do yoga. And I said, no, no, no. We do yoga too. We do yeah. everything too. But yeah. People and their stigmas and stereotypes and all of that, like, oh, that's for skinny white women and you got to be flexible and you got to meditate. It's not about that. It's about just simply just taking a step back and looking within your own self and finding who you truly are and feeling good and moving your body. So, So I've attempted um, yoga. I've never really done a lot of yoga, but one of the things I know is the positions. And I think, when you talk about the size of someone, that may be the deterrent in my mind because they can't bend and flex into these positions. Yes, they can. Okay. Yes, you can. All right. Everything, everything happens over time and with practice. Yoga is your own practice. You will not be at the same level starting today that you are in 200 days. Like, so that's, that's one thing I want people to get out of their minds. You can be any size, you can be any height, you can be a man or a woman because men visit the studio too. So we have men in here all the time, breathing and feeling unsure because it's not masculine to most men if you're bending over and all of that. But it is, it is. You just have to focus on you. That's all. Nothing else matters around you. Yeah. So even while you're in the studio, you're kind of zoning out and getting into yourself. Just That's what it's all about. So during my class, you'll hear me say throughout class, this is your practice. Go wherever your body moves you. You don't have to do the things that I do. I'm just here as a guide. That's all. That's all the yoga instructor is. We are here as guides so you can get to know you a little more. That's awesome. I mean, you've got me wanting to try it. Wanting to get into it because the reservations I had, you just annihilated them. I, I'm not worried about that anymore because that's exactly what I thought. I was like, well, one, a man, but two, my size. I was like, what do I look like? You know, well, yoga, yoga, yoga was was made like it came about starting with men. It was made really? in India for okay. men and their body types. So westernized yoga, like, you know, it, it kind of became like a working out kind of thing. And. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All of that. But in Indian culture, it's more spiritual and it was actually made for men. So if you go back and look at any videos, like any testimonials, any of that stuff is is actually easier for men to get into yoga than a woman because we have big old hips and all that stuff. I don't have no hips, but you get it. You get it. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. (laughs) So I want to talk about your two partnerships. First, um, your We Do Yoga too with your husband. What is it like working daily and running a business with your husband? Well, my husband 
usually it's just in the background. It's always me that comes up with these great elaborate ideas. Like we're going to do this, <laughs> we're going to do this. What do you think? Oh, we're going to do it anyway. So yeah. I always run into issues with my husband because he's always like, you need to calm down, focus on one thing. And I'm like, no, everybody has to do everything. Like we have to learn everything. But yeah. <sighs> patience, patience, oh. patience. When partnering up, you have to be patient. But my husband is, uh, he's very supportive. Whatever idea I have and want to do, he supports it. So when I did decide that, hey, we got to open up the studio, blah, blah, blah. He put in all the work, laid down the floors, remodeled everything. So on that part of it, it's like it was super easy for me because, of course, I just come and I teach. And all the other stuff in the background, I'd be like, hey, handle it. Figure it out. I don't know how to do that. Help me out. Uh, uh, I can't. Yeah. I can't do. It. <laughs> so partnering with my husband has been amazing because he does take the load off me. He does take the load off me in a lot of areas. And if I'm ever unavailable, if I have something else going on, my husband can step in for me and all of that. So I'm grateful. All right. Well, that's like you said. That's a blessing to have somebody like that. Um, what about your other partner? And how, how did that relationship form? Well, we actually, um, it's my best friend. So, um, yeah, we started off just, um, she moved up to Jacksonville first and she started doing services up here. And then she told me, come on up here. Nobody does lashes like you in Jacksonville. You can, you can make a name for yourself. And literally within a month and a half, I was completely booked. I was completely booked. So it didn't take long for me to come to Jacksonville and build you know, built my brand up here. And, you know, once the business stayed consistent, consistent, um, we moved out of our little suite that we had downtown and now Mm -hmm. we're in a large storefront and it's going on two years that we've been in business in this location. And it's, it's testing. So in the beginning it was testing because, you know, we, we are two individual people. We have individual ideas and the ways that we think so again you have to just show each other grace and be patient with each other because it was it did become a point in time where it was just like well you want to do this then i'm not going to do this and it's so it's a meeting of the minds it's really just a meeting of the minds everybody you have to let your ego go and just put all the facts out on the table and work as a team so Everything is smooth sailing now. We have a bunch of people that work in the salon as well. So we are we are very grateful and blessed to be staying afloat and we're thriving. So, yeah, shout out That's to Lash awesome. by Ray. That's my partner. You said, say the name again. Lash by Ray. Lash. All right. Anybody in Jacksonville will know who she is. They know. All right. <laughs> they know who she is. <laughs> Yes. But you, you talk about getting the ego out the way, and that's really important for any type of any level of success that you're going to have. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's important. And then how do you get to a point where y'all align the vision? Because like you said, you're an individual and you may see taking the business to this place while your partner sees going a different direction. So how do y'all come up with either the common ground or do you say certain certain things within the business you're solely responsible for and I'm solely responsible for these things? Well, um, in the beginning, it was we were just trying to, you know, do everything. We just have to do everything like together and split it down. But then as time went on and I stepped away from the business to start my yoga practice, once I started my yoga practice, I really started looking internally and I just recognized like, hey, I'm not so good at this. Hey, I thought I wanted to run this part and I Mm -hmm. had to go to my friend and say, hey, you're better at this. I'm better at this. 
let's just delegate the task and the duties out that way. So that's where yeah. the meeting of the minds happen. When you just, when you realize like, sometimes you just have to give up responsibility or take responsibility. Mm. And that's, that's how we really came to mesh. Yeah. And, and you got to be honest with yourself, right? You got to, you got to realize like, I'm not the best at everything. And even if I am pretty good at something, I've got to step back and allow somebody else to have control because I'm okay at this, but I'm a much better, you know, at, at this other thing over here. Exactly. So. You have to be trusting with your business partners. Don't get into business with anybody who you absolutely do not trust and make sure you put it on in on paper. So okay. even if your friends, your spouse, anybody, you have to have a contract. Yeah. It's business. <laughs> it's business. It's business. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank you so much for you know spending time with me, for educating the audience on all that you do, for inspiring us. Um, I have something that I do on every episode. It's called Success Leads Clues Podcast. So I always like to point out just a few clues that can help the audience be successful. And so a couple things that I noticed throughout our conversation. Um, one, you started off the conversation with a banger. You talk about grace and, you know, the, the amount of grace that the Lord has given us is it's only right that we pass that on, you know, to other people. We have to be patient with people. Um, you talked about a lot. Um, I noticed your resilience and the way you just push forward some of the obstacles that you have faced and encountered in life and in business. Most people would just fail under the pressure and mm-hmm. it has only made you better and only made you uh, stronger. And I can see that's what's propelling you to be so successful. And uh, the third one that I want to point out is the way you deal with your partnerships. You've looked at partnering, whether it's your husband or whether it's other business partners, you look at that relationship as you know something that you can be tied into and basically lean on the other person and they can lean on you and uplift each other. You know, it's just probably came from the military, just working as a team getting it done. And, you know, so that, those are a couple of clues that I noticed. I'm quite sure um, everybody watching or listening, you know, has picked up some other things, but, you know, it's been truly impactful. I appreciate it. Thank you. Do I leave a clue? You can leave anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> Take time out for yourself and just think about it. React to nothing. Mm-hmm. Don't react to anything. Just take your time and think about it. Process it first and then respond. That's a good one. That's awesome. Look, I know you're running multiple businesses. You have a podcast as well. If you would, please share what that is. Yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) So my podcast is called Bruised Flowers. Um, You know, like how you get a bruise on your body. Um, Mm -hmm. It's called Bruised Flowers. And... We talk to absolutely courageous people who share their personal stories of being survivors at life and in business. So if you are Bruce Flower and you have a story to share with us or the world, don't keep it to yourself because that is selfish. Share your story with the world. Wow. What a a pitch. Everybody's going to shoot right over, follow your (laughs) podcast, subscribe. I know they're going to love it. I love it. I listen to it on a regular basis. So I appreciate you putting that out there as well. Um, like I said before, I can't wait to come to Jacksonville, check out the studio and uh, support you the best way I can. I appreciate you, Dr. Kane. Thank you for having me on. I feel like a celebrity. <laughs> you oh, are. <laughs> celebrity. <laughs>
All right. Thank you. And I just want to remind everybody out there, if you can dream it, you can achieve it. Until next time on Success Leaves Clues podcast. Later. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.